0: Let's do Star Wars.
1: Captain's Pod, Stardate 81 25 23.3. Welcome aboard the Starship's Enterprise and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of CinemaSins to explore the universe of Star Trek. I'm your Captain Ian Whittington and with me as always, she's looking for pahmah in all the wrong places. It's Ambassador Dene. It's a dessert, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I just, I love the idea of you looking around Deep Space Nine for a dessert.
0: <laughs> baklava? I think like Baklava. Mm, that sounds something really yummy i'm guessing it's gonna be like a sweet bun <laughs> like sweet one buns. of those steamed buns that we yep. get at karai that ramen place mm. oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: sweet buns can be part of this thing yeah yeah what is it <laughs> love it's the what? it's the it's the klingon word or the closest klingon word for love Puff, I'm mach. not looking for love. No. No. <laughs> looking for sweet buns instead. I want to
0: look for sweet edible buns. Sweet
1: sweet buns. Let's go. I guess
0: I guess love can be for food though, right? Or is that word specific for people?
1: I I don't think the Klingons are big on love, and I think this is just the closest uh, like thing that they oh, have so it's like to Oh, so like a pat it. on the back. Yeah. Yeah, a reassuring thing. That's hey, love. You're not a failed human. Damn it, Klingon. <laughs> I can see myself being with you because you're not a complete failure. Today's a good day to die. Um, right, well, and the reason that is the the intro this morning is because you, or at least a section of you maniacs, have picked an episode. It was my own fault. I put the vote, as I said, up to Discord and up to Twitter. I, I let you guys pick a DS9 episode with Worf, and you are cordially invited... Is on pretty much every list. I didn't think it had a chance of winning, but just over thirty percent of the popular vote, it has a, a simple majority. Went to went to this episode, and I'll be honest, Ambassador, I'm nervous. I don't know how you're going to react to this episode.
0: I had the uh, privilege of um, coming across a few of the tweets,
1: mm, mm, mm-hmm.
0: and I just want to say that there's some of you that are really messed up. <laughs> In specificity, I'm going to, I'm going to call, I'm going to call a couple y'all out. Sarah Superior, who tweets, I wouldn't say you were cordially invited as a Wharf episode, but I love it. So let's watch that. (laughs) What the
1: fuck? It is pretty much.
0: And Tilly Fox talks, who says that they voted with their black, black hearts. The best way to ruin Danae's morning. Sorry, (laughs) Danae. Not sorry. Has to be done. Yep. I kind of I kind of love it, honestly. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know if it's going to ruin your morning. Like I can believe this one way or the other. I can believe you will hate this. I can believe you will love it. It's going to be an interesting episode.
0: Well, I, I'm here for it. Let's watch it. Let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you guys for voting. Even if you voted just to fuck
1: with me. <laughs> it's welcome.
0: I, it's going to happen. I, you I actually kind of, of appreciate there, it. it. It's going to happen. Hmm?
1: You put a poll out there. It's going to happen.
0: I guess, Mm -hmm. I guess, I guess people want to like see my whole world ruined.
1: So I'll give you a little bit of a little tiny bit of context. Worf has a girlfriend, has a has a romantic partner called Jadzia. Um, They're 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 all on Deep Space Nine. I think the Dominion War is currently going on. That's it. That's all I am going to give you. I'll I'll explain everything else along the way. Okay, everyone. Well, actually, no. First of all, how do you feel about your first trip to DS Nine? Actually, on on the show.
0: Okay, I'm really excited, but also nervous. I feel like I'm going to have more questions because this is dropping me into... It kind of feels like the day that we... uh, When my friend Jen and I were visiting in Europe and we Mm -hmm. had a Deep Space Nine-a-thon. We did. It was kind of in the background while I was working. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't super involved in the episode, but I would ask a question or two. and It would turn into like a 15, 20-minute long conversation about Deep Uh Deep Space Nine lore. There were questions. There was conversation and i'm excited about that but i'm also hopeful that we don't have to have so much context to have an episode make sense but i feel like star trek has done a really good job in the things i've watched just so far mm-hmm. of having enough for a drop-in viewer to enjoy as well as maybe a fan as well as someone that was a fan of tng and then just drops in and tries out deep space nine one afternoon so i'm sure i'm going to find something that i enjoy i do I do find myself a little nervous because I love Worf. Uh-huh. I have expressed how much I adore Worf. Yep. And then the fans are like, let me show you this one, today And I'm
1: nervous. <laughs> there's one that I wouldn't Worf. even let them vote for because it would have made you hate Worf because there's no way you can side with Worf in that episode. And I was like, we're just, we're not ready. We're doing a Worf loving. <laughs> let's let's keep let's keep going. And this is, this is an episode where you can just drop in. It doesn't do a lot of the Dominion War stuff. It is a bottle episode. So, okay. well, let's get into it. Let's do it. We will see you all on on the promenade for a full debrief after we've watched the episode in the hollow suite. The fuck is a promenade? Two to beam to Deep Space Nine.
0: I want to know where I'm beaming before I beam. The fuck is a promenade?
1: Welcome to Quarks, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the Replimat and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. Most important question first, what would you like to purchase?
0: Okay. What I, is happening? I
1: chucked all of the new words at you. I changed the intro for Deep Space Nine. That was really it's all clever. Different. Thank you.
0: Man, I wish I would have written down some of the food that Quark served because that looked mm. good.
1: My, I want the steak and the linguine with um, Bajoran shrimp.
0: Yeah. yeah. I'll take... Make that two
1: <laughs> Two, just two of those. Yeah, me too. Oh, all yeah. Right. Uh,
0: there was some kind of there was something that they were squeezing out of a root as well. Oh,
1: yeah, some kind of mango juice from a I want, root. I want the root juice. <laughs> That's amazing. Do you want to replicate it replicated or from the root? Um. All right. Okay, guys. Um. Danae, you know what? Give us a synopsis <laughs> for uh, you were cordially invited. Okay. I'm so nervous.
0: In this episode, we learned that. Marriage between people who are nothing alike and don't get along and have a lot of problems (laughs) is a-okay if you feel some sense of love and obligation (laughs) to marry into a very traditional place where, no, you'll never really fit in, but by golly, we're just going to pretend like we saw that important conversation.
1: Love conquers all. That's all you need to know.
0: Confusing love with expectations and sacrificing your own desires
1: Mm-hmm. Conquers yeah. all. And your career and your friends because they are exclusive. Pretty much you're just your
0: individuality,
1: yeah. yeah. You can't have a marriage and friends.
0: This yeah. was a rough one uh-huh. for me. Uh how did I uh, did I did I get that did did I do that what I think you, synopsis you, okay? I think
1: you picked out the stuff that stood out to you. Yes.
0: Okay, so for real in this episode, Worf gets married to an alien that's been alive a long time apparently and had multiple lives. Um Mhm and is just kind of a jerk which maybe is one of the things he likes about her. We get to see a little glimpse into Klingon rituals, but not all of it because nope. we're not going to show the flowing blood um which is entirely. But we but but that's that's the best part of the episode. Okay, then they're married the end.
1: <laughs> um yeah, full disclosure, I don't like this episode. Um <laughs> This, this is one of my least favorites um i tend to not enjoy when star trek goes cliche to this degree this this episode has so so many cliches all of the tropes and it's one of those quote-unquote filler episodes that actually has a really important plot point in it which is so fascinating usually these like big monumental moments are important this feels like the most unimportant episode ever um i blame you the fans for picking it however there is some fun moments there are there is some good in it first of all let's just start with questions what didn't make sense because you just don't have enough information and then we'll get into your (laughs) thoughts and feelings
0: (laughs) um okay well let's just start from the beginning we're on a totally different we're in a different world here we're on a space station Mm -hmm. so immediately i was sort of overwhelmed with how different the vibe yeah. is usually people that are in the hallways have they're going to their jobs they're not just like
1: hanging out all in uniform yeah
0: yeah and this yeah they're all in uniform so they kind of fade in the background differently and in this world there's just this it's like the disneyland of star trek or something like yeah, they're no, just people yeah. everywhere just and they're dressed everywhere. differently yeah. And, yeah yeah so it had this super different vibe that i i maybe I've picked up on whenever it's been on in the background in the past, but didn't really like think about it too much. And this time I was thinking about that mm. a, a lot because it was a lot. Yeah. So when you say like, what questions do you have? I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's, it's interesting because they have all these different names. There's more aliens discussed mm-hmm. and there's this buzz of activity. Not only this, the, the, plot of this episode, the wharf wedding kind of has a lot in it. That's about Klingon culture, Mm -hmm. but then like you're also on this station where there's a war happening and there's all these ship names and these alien names and Mm -hmm. these fight names and these place names that I've never heard before. Yeah, So it's really just reading between the lines to kind of pick up that there's a little break in something intense and we're sort of coming off of some real major intenseness and uh-huh. maybe that's why we're getting married is because you almost died and so like uh-huh. why not i so, don't know
1: yeah they're they're knee deep in the war with the dominion which is the cardassians and the evil wormhole the the people from the gamma quadrant um and they've just recaptured deep space nine so the cardassians actually took back deep space nine at the end of season five. And then the opening of Season 6 is about recapturing it and retaking it. So, yeah, they're all kind of getting settled back into the station and getting back into, hey, this is ours now, and the Federation re-establishing its foothold on the station as well and using it as a base of operations. And in the meantime, you've got Odo and Kira who were left. So Odo is the changeling security guard. Right, I remember him. Kira is the one with short hair she's the super
0: super happy one this episode
1: she she
0: can't stop smiling
1: which is out of character for her but yes she is the super. it it is yeah pretty much she's usually a bit more grumpy so i mean she's
0: like i would have never known that from this episode she's little miss sunshine
1: yeah very different in this one they were left behind on the station because they're not technically part of starfleet and i the last episode or the episode before they had a big fight because odo didn't want to go along with the plan to recapture the station, he was just like, "It's too risky. Too many civilians are going to die. We don't want to do this." And they kind of butted heads about that. So that's why they were oh, avoiding each other new. and then reconnecting in the cupboard.
0: I thought they had awkward sex. Like I that genuinely thought, "Oh, yeah, they come later. Yeah,
1: together but, at the same we,
0: time." Or I'm just <laughs> don't answer that. Don't that was have a joke. To answer that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry, everyone. So yeah, that's the surrounding context of that and. Alexander Worf's son, I forgot he's in this episode.
0: That was fun. I'm, forgot to mention that.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. You specifically asked for no Alexander. I he's did. so fucking forgettable. I forgot that he was even in this episode.
0: But how interesting to see him and know that he's not really Klingon at all. Yeah, he's like so Mr. Goofy. Doofus.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> just a clumsy klutz. It is kind of fun. And Deep Space Nine, like he suddenly turns up in Deep Space Nine on a ship that wolf is first officer of for a little while and he's just like by the way your son is here and he's joined the klingon defense force because he fell out with his father he got fed up of getting sent away um and then they butt heads and eventually they kiss and make up and and but he's still but actually, just a n- fucking n- okay. klutz yeah but no, he kissing.
0: is as was telegraphed by the i'm so excited Woo! and his arms fly out and he knocks some stuff over and yeah. also his line where he's like when they were going into the Klingon bachelor party, which I have written down the actual words, but I don't remember it because I'm looking at my notes right now, but uh, the, they're the like
1: Kal he Kalhaya
0: Kalhaya yeah. So they're, they're, they're in there and one of the dudes is asking about what to expect. <laughs> Alexander says, I don't know, I don't even know how to say my name in Klingon. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're,
1: you're, I'm the wrong guy. He's what I expect Wolf to be. <laughs> like, that's what Wolf right. should be like. <laughs> exactly.
0: But he's not. He's the he's the guy that knows the chant around the brazier
1: yeah exactly brazier 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 brazier, and there's like fire there's the fire pit bra bra, (laughs) bracelet and fire pit the fire pit (laughs) (laughs) they all sound the same to me yeah but yes yeah um yeah, I mean, that that's the context that you really, really need. And, and Worf and Jadzia have fallen in love a couple of years ago and they're engaged and they bring the wedding forward because Alexander is going to be put onto a different ship and they may not see him for years. And it's kind of like, hey, why wait until the end of the war when we can do it now and take four important people out of the war for four days?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's sort of the premise. I yeah. did enjoy it for, for not remembering... The universe that we're in very well mm-hmm. uh, I could kind of clearly see what's going on but there was a lot in this episode I mean they even like hint at Quark liking Dax
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that was it's like wow they're they're sprinkling in enough that I would not recommend this episode for someone who oh, is no, no, new no. at all yeah. because there's so many reference to other things or people or times mm-hmm. in this particular episode which is
1: fine but and full disclosure I wouldn't have if you had zero knowledge of ds9 i wouldn't have done this one but i know that you've watched a little bit of it and we've seen a little bit of it together so the names that i'm saying and like jadzia being a trill it's not totally totally alien to you i can i can fill in some fill in a few gaps
0: thankfully i did remember as i was watching she has so many names by the way there was like jadzia and dax out this the so, person
1: yeah, so Jadzia is her first name. Dax is her last name.
0: Then why are we doing both? Just pick one,
1: you because, know? Because, okay, this is going to get a little bit tricky. Dax is the name of the symbiote that's inside of her stomach. So, Trills, not all of them, but a lot of Trills are hosts for a symbiote. And that's the part of like the seven lives thing. So, she keeps the name Dax as the lives change and the symbiote passes to a new body. And by so, passes
0: you mean like it's pooped out?
1: Um, no, they die and it gets cut out. They have like a pouch in their stomach and it gets cut out of their pouch and then well, put into Well, what happens if there's person, no one
0: there to cut it out?
1: Then they they die. But they got to make sure that doesn't happen. That's like really, really bad. Super bad.
0: So it's a worm that is defenseless.
1: Uh, yeah, that's why it has a host. But the, yeah, but
0: still, some some creatures are like, you know what? I'm gonna eat my way out of this host and go find another one.
1: <laughs> well, this host has more personality, and it kind of merges the personalities with the new person as well. So she has the memories and the personalities of the seven previous hosts as well. So when Cisco mentions Curzon, that's why he's like, you're not Curzon anymore. You are this. You are Jazia. You can't hold on to these memories that are a hundred years old from a man that you aren't anymore.
0: Well, you can and you should because it makes you well, yeah. special.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's part of you. You you don't just start again.
0: You know what but. also makes you special? Mm-hmm. Being the kind of person that is supposed to respectfully recite the history of the woman that you're joining houses, yeah. and then <laughs> and you then th- call, th- then you. you're like, you know what though? You're actually from a concubine bitch. <laughs> like <laughs> what just happened?
1: Yep. No, you were a bit on the side. Sorry. Whoever
0: is talking here, Dax or J- Chakotay or whoever she
1: is. Jen- uh, did you just say Chakotay? I did. That's yeah. another character i know but okay what's the good
0: actual, j- jadzia. J- talk, jadzia
1: jadzia jadzia
0: jadzia jadzia this is go. the trouble of switching i'm sorry anyway
1: thanks <laughs> thanks
0: Dax. Dax i don't funny. know who's talking here is it like the is it the worm or is it the lady i don't know they
1: are one person they're one one they are one they have They've made
0: a unified decision yes. to flip off this lady yes. disrespectfully is that her character normally or is she just having a bad <laughs> moment
1: she, that is her character it's very much her character it is a dumbass thing to do it is a terribly horribly disrespectful thing to do but it is within her character because she's a science officer she's she's like all about facts and science and not about bullshit and it's maybe the downside of living 350 years is that you stop giving a shit you're just like you you people have such short lifespans you mean nothing to me
0: man what a weird episode
1: it's really fucking weird. Kinda,
0: I was just thinking about her plan for if they had done what the original plan was, which is mentioned at the top of the episode, so they're all hanging out in non-ten forward Quark's mm-hmm. quirky Quarks bar. bar. Mm-hmm. And we learned that the wedding is gonna be on the planet Klingon like on the Klingon homeworld. That yeah. was the plan. Yeah, that's the plan. So,
1: yeah. I'm crying so else.
0: so was her original plan to just continue to practice and then just flip everybody off when she lands
1: <laughs> i i mean this seems like it was a surprise but i guess they would have had to go through this at some point but it would have been later because it was going to be after the war so they had more time to do it this is all condensed into four days which should have been should have been something that takes weeks
0: which was her idea
1: correct yes yeah
0: so so she wildly is-
1: misunderestimated how difficult it was going to be
0: i don't think she did though because she didn't give is shit. confident in her abilities. Mm-hmm. She had enough time to research the lineage. She knew all that before any mm-hmm. of this started. It's not like that was a surprise to her. She's been practicing this for a long time. So she's like, I'm ready. Let's just do it tomorrow. It's like it's like if the teachers at your college are letting you study a course and the test is in two months. But if you're confident, you can go ahead and take it now.
1: And then they shit it's on you for like, getting it wrong. <laughs>
0: It's like the kid, yeah. It's like you walk in and you grab the test, and while you're filling it out, you're like, oh, yeah, fuck you on this one, by the way. Ha 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 ha. You know, and then you turn it in and maybe you got the answer right, but <laughs> you're a total dick.
1: Yeah. You're still alive. And maybe that's and why Worf loves narrator? her. I don't know. I do So what did you think of Jadzia? Did you like Jadzia?
0: First impressions? No.
1: Interesting.
0: No. I mean, we're talking about Warm Lady, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. No. I mean, I wasn't, I, I didn't. I found her incredibly disrespectful. Um mm. and like super into herself, uh, like a child, essentially. Mm-hmm. I I, mm-hmm. I didn't like her at all. There's there's not even a part of me that's like excited to see her again. That's after this interesting
1: one. because and this is always gonna be the downside of going in randomly. I think you would really love her other than in this episode. Um but I wouldn't have I wouldn't have predicted that you would be siding with Sorella. Over yes. Oh, so no, I me, loved Sorella. Tell me why Cirella you was the right. is a character that's
0: fully in her universe. And yes, she's... Well, this, this episode is missing, and it's a big sin, and maybe I should save it, but this episode is missing that moment between Warm Girl and, you know, False Empress. It's mm-hmm. missing that kind of moment, right, where they get to have their reconciliation conversation, which I'm assuming involved mud wrestling.
1: It must have done. There At least had, a little bit of jello.
0: There had to have been something really interesting between these two very strong women where I got to see Wormy like have a conversation and be like, listen, I'm really strong and I don't want to take I don't want to do everything the way that I'm so it's, it's I feel like this episode saying like this episode's all about breaking tradition and how it's important to break tradition. But there's also a way to respectfully shift yeah. things. And you, you you at some point you have to kind of go I'm going to go ahead and participate in this part of the tradition but not this part of the tradition. But like she didn't have that conversation with Worf at all. It just it just all seemed like a fun episode to put together to surprise the audience as you go, but when you start to really think about it in the context of the relationship and what we should be doing, Worf absolutely should have like been like, "You know what? This isn't this is really not I I'm not okay with this. I'm
1: not okay with you shitting
0: on my culture. I'm not okay with you Saying something so abhorrent to her that she draws a knife on you and you yeah. punch her. Like I'm not okay with
1: this. <laughs> oh, she but... did call her a rising slut though.
0: But is she though? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding. I don't know. It
0: just it felt like it felt like this is an episode of saying uncomfortable things when the uh, writing or the plot wants you to feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it we have the third act cliche. This had a lot of that. Oh yeah, but it Let's wasn't just, wrap just in the this third shit act. Up.
1: Quick, quick, yeah, quick, it wrap it up.
0: Just all of a sudden we're, we're pulling the wedding out. Uh, we're not even going to do that anymore. Oh, it's back on. Oh, it's off again. And just we have all these kind of shifts and, and things going on. So ultimately I was left feeling like these two need to have counseling and they shouldn't get married. This is the perfect example. I had this happen. Uh, like I have seen this firsthand watching people have major conflict right before getting married and decide, you know what? We're just going to work it out later. And it doesn't no, work out later. No, don't work later. It out later.
1: You know, like weddings are like that crunch point where it shows you this is how you deal with problems. So it's great when you're all happy and you're going to vegas or whatever married people do but when you do like the hard stuff and you're making the life decisions like you should raise a like hamster or a puppy together first and if you can't agree how to raise a puppy there's a good chance you won't agree how to raise a kid like you should do all of these trial things before getting married it is kind of baffling that we ever get married but to
0: to also to the point though about wormy girl there is something about this kind of character that is appealing to me as a woman who says it like I feel and have I've often found myself not in great situations because I say what I think and I have said very pointed things to people in authority that has jeopardized my job multiple times. Mm-hmm. So, I am not a stranger to stepping outside of protocol or demanding things be done in a different way because it just makes more sense. I felt like watching it kind of go down in this episode, it they we're talking about marriage. It's not like like you're changing a policy about how everybody has dinner together. Like this is a very sacred kind of thing. And so I just felt like she got super flippant with it and I'm missing a lot of context, I feel so it's not that i don't like parts of her character i just thought that the parts of the character that showed today that rebellious nature maybe or that strong woman or Mm -hmm. whatever it went over into the
1: well it's it's exaggerated yeah it's exaggerated to be contrived because you need a conflict in the in this episode and it's one of my biggest is what i said at the top of the, the show what i don't like about this episode is that it has a big thing that it wants to do it's marrying wharf and it's it's marrying jadzia who's a big character in ds9 but it's doing it in the most trivial and like cliche and over the top way that's very i feel like i was watching an episode of friends like Mm -hmm. where they have these big blowups and arguments and everything's fine and you have to be fine because it's a 23 minute episode and I just, it felt like such a weird way to handle Worf and Jazzy getting married.
0: It felt like Worf is a prop in her story, mm. not an actual legitimate love story. It felt like, because even how she's talking about it, she just, she said some really flippant stuff in here. Let me see if I can find it. Um, well, first of all, her view on men was really annoying to me right from the very, very oh beginning. Oh my this, um, I hated that. Which was, uh, you know, stuff men. not aged. Men uh, don't show men, their emotions. All because men are they're...
1: sentimental. They're just hiding yeah. behind a scowl.
0: Yeah. And a clenched jaw. Yeah.
1: That well. is what men think women think of men. That is a man writing for a woman what he thinks a woman thinks of men. It's so dumb.
0: It, just, it, it was like, oh, that's how she feels. So she's already kind of like looking at men different than I do. Um, so I didn't relate to her there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how did she... She said something else later on uh, when she was talking about her marriages. Let me see if I can... <laughs> There's so much that happened in this episode.
1: <laughs> it's a lot. It's a I lot. I do want to
0: get to my favorite parts here. Yeah, but yeah, But since we we're will hitting hard on this Dax-swarmy mm-hmm. person...
1: You will love Dax. I don't know. If we know. ever do a full watch, you will.
0: I don't know. You can't make me.
1: I don't have to. She will make you. Will she? She's fucking brilliant. Yeah. I don't know. She's probably the best character of the show other than Odo and maybe Cisco.
0: I think I'll always remember her super casual way of talking about relationships, like they're just really annoying for her. Like this, like I was fine being alone, but then I like mm. this guy, so I guess I'm just gonna marry him. I mean, it's not a big deal. It's not like I've done this before. Like there's just this casualness to it. It's just, like, you know, if it's casual for you and not for yeah. the person, you're mismatched.
1: Then don't do you it. You need to
0: be with somebody who's casual too.
1: Don't do and a pity marriage. isn't. But maybe that's part of her hugely long lifespan. Is that she? It, it, she has a different perspective on what marriage means. So for most people, or a lot of people, marriage is until you die. For Jadzia, it's ma- marriage until he dies. Because if unless something else happens, she's going to outlive him and then remarry or something else is going to happen. So maybe that does make everything seem more trivial when it's on such a small scale. And you do let the other person take the lead. But then when is it your time?
0: Here's a line that bothered me. Um, a lot. Worf goes to her after the whole debacle. And he says, essentially, we're bonded. There's You can't turn back now. I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. And then her response is, I just want to get married. Yeah. Not like, hey, I'm clearly upsetting you, the person standing in front of me. It's almost like she just wanted to have that achievement unlocked in the video game. She just needed that marriage notch on the belt. It wasn't really... She, it's it's almost as if she's saying i just want to get married dude you know what i could just do that with this uh guy with the with the torches you know what yeah. i'm gonna go i'm gonna no, go to the guy him fire around and i'll I... just marry that guy because that's really just what i want i just want to get married
1: i get that's how it comes across in this episode but i think it's more that she wants to get married to wharf doesn't want all of the complicated ceremony she loves wharf she doesn't want all like, the complex ceremonies and whatnot. It's like, why can't we just be together? But marriage is really, really important to Worf. So she's doing this because it's important to him, which is a beautiful thing to do, but it's not as important to her. So she's just like, let's just, like, he wants it. Let's just do it. And that doesn't mean she shouldn't do it because the bottom line is, does she want to be with Worf? And if the answer is yes, and this is something important to him, then I guess fucking do it.
0: Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm just not really relating to this character. But- mm-hmm. I was relating to Worf several times. And yeah, I wish that this would have been Wolf. more centered on this episode. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the bachelor party. That was yes. so fun. <laughs> it's it's so the best great. part of this
1: episode. Hands I wish down, we had more time there. Yeah. Oh
0: my God. Yes, me too. The, it's, it's almost like it is kind of like the perfect amount. I feel like the balance mm-hmm. between her world and his world was okay. I didn't like Warmy Girl. Yeah. But at the same time um like i could see what they're doing with these characters and that's mm. this is their story and i'm watching it and it doesn't matter if i don't like it or not i was just like okay whatever but the Worf stuff was super fun mm-hmm. especially because you got these guys that are like it's gonna be a <laughs> wild four-day party man yeah let's go and instead they're just deprived
1: they have <laughs> no idea what they've got themselves into they're like yeah it's gonna be Klingon hookers and blood wine and chicken and stuff and like yeah. no, it's gonna be boiling heat daggers blood and no food
0: uh-huh yeah, mm-hmm. and Martok it was a is lot.
1: just great. So Martok is we've seen Martok a few times. Martok is the we saw him in lower decks. He's the one that's like doing the D and D game. Yes, he's the presenter. That's right, I knew Same I recognized
0: voice. that from somewhere. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, JG Hertzler, 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 gosh dang it! How do you pronounce his name? JG Hertzler. Um, he's so funny. He's he's absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm
0: obviously missing some context. For example. The doctor character, mm, I have Dr. little Bichette. to no understanding about who this person is. Mm-hmm. However, O'Brien, I was loving being able to see, like, yes. O'Brien! I, I love know this you. guy. He's a friend from
1: work. <laughs> he he gets so much more room to spread out in Deep Space Nine. He is just given he's plonked on the state on the space station and told, make it work. And it, it, he is just angry in every episode just being like pissed the, off like, that nothing is working and he has to, like dad. duct tape together he is such a dad <laughs> it's incredible
0: well i love o'brien he's a beloved character for me so i haven't seen him in a while mm. um and to have him show up regularly in these scenes was a delight for me mm-hmm. um the doctor character i also really enjoyed i mean obviously <laughs> like i said i don't know him very well yeah but that moment when they're hanging chained to a rope hang- <laughs> with their me. feet dangling over the fire and the doctor <laughs> says that the vision is working because he's going to kill Worf yes. was a delight. I was. It was so-
1: it's so well done because I've had a vision. I've seen the future. I'm going to kill Worf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm like,
1: and by I'm going to love this.
0: By the end, O'Brien's like, kill Worf. Kill Worf.
1: Worf. Kill Worf. Worf. It's <laughs> hilarious. And we could have
0: sat that, in those so much longer.
1: Oh, and but and, and I think those moments work so well because the Jadzia stuff is difficult to get through personally and a, a bit more tropey. And these are like some really fun bits of humor. And just the climax at the end where they're just like, can we go? Can we do it? And they're just like, can we beat the shit out of Worf yet? They were so happy. And just beating him over the end credits is so funny. <sighs> I it's know. It's so good.
0: And it's, there was a part too that I was a little like, I, uh, maybe I should save it for sins. I don't know if it's a sinful thing or not. I just do it. Uh, I wanted to see a little bit more of the ritual, but the words Mm -hmm. of what they were saying was interesting. We got to have kind of like the insight into the whole like lore of gods crafting these hearts that were super powerful, but they were even more powerful when the second heart came on. And then when Mm -hmm. they got together, they basically murdered everybody. And that was sort of a fun little look into the Klingon world. However, Mm -hmm. I did not expect Worf and Wormy to be dressed (laughs) <laughs> like camelot extras let's do it let's talk about I it i was
1: mm-hmm. very
0: confused why are mm-hmm. they looking like they've just come off of a merlin set
1: this is the most iconic star trek cosplay that is probably out there the klingon wedding uh outfit it's red it's very red you will see it at conventions if we ever end up at conventions oh we're there gonna go to a convention. that couple uh-huh we have to mm-hmm. we
0: it is part of our Arc like
1: <laughs> we end the up arc at a convention. this,
0: yeah. The arc of this podcast is mm-hmm. eventually us, me specifically. I have to experience mm-hmm. a Star Trek convention. I'm and I'll I just bring it. like
1: one of those little hand recorders around and we'll record <laughs> everything that we're, yeah.
0: <laughs> just going to every single person wearing cosplay yes! and, and saying, Okay, what's going Talk on with this? Tell it, me more. Happening. I need to know about
1: this we because should do that. that's a great idea, it's
0: beautiful. I love the costume. It just doesn't make any sense why it's for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing warrior.
1: No, not at, at all. all. I'm seeing Game of Thrones.
0: I mean, I guess it's red because of the hearts. You know, they're the, wearing yeah, they're, they're, they're dressed up heart, as hearts. You know, but, but I it's just, like
1: blades and knives and shit and like chainmail. <laughs> it's very, very royal and regal, isn't it?
0: It really is. And I don't know. I don't. I don't know. And it even had sort of the. Quilted padding look, which is what you would expect to see sort of Mm -hmm. underneath traditional armor, you know, it I was shocked not (laughs) when I think about Worf showing up to get married, I would think that that on that day, it would be the most badass warrior Mm -hmm. you've ever seen. But instead, it's this stripped-down red fabric, and maybe I'm supposed to see the symbolism of the heart
1: here. Maybe,
0: but then just pour some blood over their heads, you know? Like show yeah. me something that's super gory and I thought and it'd be
1: more fighting or like pulsing,
0: <laughs> something.
1: No, <laughs> I mean, but Jadzia has a beautiful boob window as well in the. There's the classic Klingon boob window that's in the the outfits, which I, I thought we had done away with by. 97 or whenever this came out
0: this that was really hard for me and maybe it's because and i i am so sorry because i want to like these things i Mm -hmm. was when she walked out i was like (laughs) oh i had a not a great reaction and then she's essentially smiling and high-fiving her castmates like i got to wear this cool shit today Mm -hmm. guys check me out which makes me hate her even more. O'Brien
1: like, out of character bitch is just like. Just be
0: still. Walk <laughs> the fucking walkway. Be the heart. Stop looking for the. Like it's like she just can't stop wanting attention. She's like a fucking child. <laughs> I was so pissed. I was like, Maybe get she out of won't here. Why you like
1: Jadzia Because that's kind of. She's very confident. Like she's confident to the point of being arrogant. But she has seven lifetimes and three hundred fifty years of experience. She has done a lot.
0: She's making me thre- like rethink my desire to be mortal.
1: <laughs> you don't want to you you want to stay mortal so that you don't end up like Jadzia.
0: And I just don't want to talk to people like her.
1: That's you know, so like, funny.
0: Maybe we have different social circles.
1: <laughs> maybe that's so interesting. I really want to show you more Jadzia now because she's. I brilliant. I don't want to see it. Okay. Uh, it's too soon. Okay. Uh, my
0: wounds, my wounds no, aren't healed too, yet.
1: Yeah, you'll be, you'll be, it'll be discolored. <laughs> yeah, it'll be but marred with this the episode. Best,
0: the best part of the wedding. Is absolutely them being beaten, which we don't get to see. It's so
1: funny. It would have been, and great I would have to loved to have it. seen
0: that. Like, I also totally thought that M- M- Motok was going to say something like when he was holding him back, like we get to dine after this attack. You know, like yeah. something that gives him this motivation. Uh-huh. That on food. the other side of that Once being is unconscious. finally gets. <laughs>
1: yeah (laughs) when he loses consciousness you get to eat i kind of want to know what happened next because there's no way wolf lets that fly it's like okay you beat me it was part of the ritual but now i'm gonna break both your legs
0: i kind of loved it i i don't know i just wanted to see more i like it there was padded i imagine that back in the day they were not padded like you had to fight for your life and you know what if you weren't strong enough as two hearts beating as one tough in it yeah then you're just out you're just out
1: that's so funny. Um, there was one other, like, while we're talking about the comedy of the episode, it's when when Martok, Martok is explaining that his wife um, is, like, doesn't want aliens polluting her blood. And Worf is like, that is racist. That is xenophobic. I can't believe it. And Martok's just like, we're Klingons, Worf. <laughs> what did Hello? you expect? Hello? I also we love- conquer people. <laughs> we don't welcome them in.
0: I also loved that scene because... He he reveals that Sorella doesn't like Worf either. And Martok's like, how does he say it? Something, don't worry. There's nothing she can do about you being in the house now. And Mm. Worf says, how comforting. And Martok takes that as a joke and just cracks up laughing. (laughs) Those two together. The ceremony. Those two together. um, That stuff I really i really loved Mm. the rest of this episode i was not jiving oh well i quark i was interested in quark
1: yes you'll love quark
0: here's a character that every time they're on screen not only are they visually interesting you know to look at yeah the the performance is so fantastic with these prosthetics i was Uh super into it but this is a character that is driven by money and greed and Mm -hmm. everything that they do is about that so you've got this person that's writing a book and he wants to know how much money they've made he's made some food and even though you can't eat it you still have to pay for it and i just wanted to spend more time with quark Mm uh
1: yeah oh let's do some ferengi episodes okay (laughs) ds9 is great for the ferengi
0: there was a moment when we were at her um bachelorette party where she just finished blowing up her relationship with this mother-in-law potential mm-hmm. and she turns around she's like why isn't everybody partying and then she goes over and grabs like the little ferengi mm. and they do their little they do this little dance together and they start mm-hmm. pulling on like earlobes i'm like that's sexual guys like do you know what you're doing
1: <laughs> i is. remember
0: watching that episode yep, and learning, marks. don't touch the ears unless yep. you want to
1: fred bronson will stimulate. come after you yeah so nog played by aaron eisenberg who sadly passed away um he came up with the dance and he they, they just said hey can you make up a frangy dance and he's like okay so he's in the background and like does this like jumping with the different I know, poses like, claws out yeah and everyone and the director was like oh we love it so it was just going to be in the background but they put it front and center and apparently he was like please don't this is embarrassing i don't want to do this so and he just he hadn't <laughs> thought of anything he was like i guess i just do more hand movements
0: Yeah, it was like this little and then like the pulling the ears thing. And I instantly just wanted to know what was going on and also learn the dance as well. So congratulations Mm -hmm. on creating the best Star Trek dance ever. And if we ever cosplay as Ferengi, Mm -hmm. we would have to have that dance. Oh my goodness. And then get the the people at Uh the conference. To join us we
1: would get a train of people
0: can we also talk about the moment that i really loved when they uh we cut back over to the bachelor party and they're in the steam room and it's when everything was getting really hot mm-hmm. and it opens up on alexander who's passed out Yeah. <laughs> his first line <sighs> grandmother <laughs> grandmother <laughs> Don't know why that made me laugh so hard. I feel so stupid. It was just like this kid is so lame. He's the lamest uh-huh. Klingon in history. He's calling <laughs> out for his it.
1: human grandmother.
0: <laughs> well, it was like a it was like a masculine voice as well. Yeah. Which, I mean, funny. <laughs> Look, uh,
1: uh, it is fun. Though the last the the other moment I love from that is when wolf is talking about the next stage of the ritual which is like the blood knife thing and then o'brien just like nudges cisco and they all take a step back and they just fuck the doctor yeah dr bashir i didn't expect you to volunteer and he's like i didn't yeah you didn't know so great just great little bits of comedy in this episode
0: i do i do wonder a bit about like the ritual if some Things have been written about. I feel like I'm going to come across like some super weird person by my curiosity and Klingon culture, but no, do it. The kal Haya was like deprivation, blood, mm-hmm. pain, and sacrifice. Yeah, and anguish and death. Mm-hmm. So we skipped out on seeing some of those.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, we did. We did. And I, I love that Bashir is just like, oh, it sounds like a marriage. And O'Brien just cuts him down. Just like, the fuck do you know about it? Because Bashir isn't married. O'Brien is. So I, I love that he just shoots him down in that moment. It's like, don't you, don't you say that about marriage? You don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, what else do we love? Um, I So it is interesting. This is one of the rare occasions we get to see Klingon women, a uh, Klingon woman on screen. And... You seem to have connected with her character quite a bit. What did you love about her? Like, I, the first thing that I love is when she comes onto the ship, she's very distant, just says to Martok, like, you look like shit, your hair is gray. And then Martok is like, isn't she marvelous? Isn't she magnificent?
0: <laughs> yeah, you can kind of see in their relationship a lot of history. Mm-hmm. Because she comes on and she says, oh, let's see, I wrote it down because it was so funny. <laughs> His response is my deterioration is on pace. Yes. <laughs> I was like, that's clever. It's so you kinda I got the f- vibe that they're this old couple that just mm-hmm. jabs each other and ribs each other and they kind of have that relationship. Um, obviously her character is meant to strike a nerve. And I feel mm. like if I really loved Dax, I would be more frustrated with this Makes character mm-hmm. for challenging her. But I'm not that person. So what I liked about this character is that every single line seemed to tell me exactly who this person is. So this is a matriarch. This is um, a powerful person. She's a decision maker. She expects things to be done the way that they need to be done so that we stay in the tradition of our people. And I think that that to a certain degree can be very interesting. And it was a very firm character. Whereas for me, Dax's character was just all Mm. over the place so I don't know who she is because she was literally all over the place I love you. I hate you. I respect you and I'm really excited to join your tradition fuck your tradition like she just was Mm -hmm. everywhere in this episode So I didn't really know I can see that. Yeah, so um, I think that's one of the things I liked about Sorella is that she was like a fully realized Klingon Mm. woman Um, and the power and authority and uh, precision and not fearing conflict all part of this character and i thought it was fascinating to watch
1: yeah no she is very very realized and shannon cochran who plays sorella does an awesome job of portraying her and yeah just this really proud matriarch um i love that she kind of puts martok in her place and it kind of shows that women may have the actual seat of power they may have like way more influence than we think even though like men dominate all of like Klingon culture and they're on like the, the High Council and whatnot, um that maybe the powerful women are actually the ones behind the scenes. So I I love that. It's probably something that Star Trek doesn't deep doesn't dive into enough, but I yeah. can see why that juxtaposed to Jadzia just being hung over most of the episode and disrespectful. I can see why. Didn't it's like not it. a, not something I would have predicted, but it totally makes sense.
0: The other thing that was interesting um is she uh Sorella is doing what she's been asked to do. She's performing these tests that what I feel like I picked up in this exchange between her and Dax was you should give up now because no one is going to accept you as Klingon. Like you can come back to the home planet or whatever and they're going to pity you because no one is going to believe that you have done what you need to do to be worthy. Now, different races, different people, different cultures have different versions of a worthy is. But if Dax's hope is, is to be worthy in the eyes of Klingons, then she is purposefully botching some stuff mm. and pushing in ways that are really disrespectful. If she doesn't care, that's fine. And that's kind of the, what what it sort of felt like when she was hungover was like, I don't really care about this stuff. I don't care if your people don't like me. You don't have to invite me to your picnics. I don't need to be there for that. I like you. And that I understand. That I can kind of respect. But obviously for Worf, there is a bigger... Picture here and he wants her to be accepted and believes she could be uh, um, accepted. So there's this exchange between them, Sorella and Dax, when she's, I believe, holding up the kind of the weights and reciting something and then she has to put it down in a very specific spot. Mm. There's this exchange between them. I really liked that scene in particular because I got the feeling that Sorella was saying not that she would never accept Dax, but that if she doesn't do what's expected, it's not going to work out and yeah, here's when, your
1: opportunity to prove yourself.
0: Yeah, and then when Dax picks up those items again, you could see her looking, like, she's still engaged. Because if Cirilla didn't want to engage, she'd just be like, nope, and walk out. But instead, she's going to see her duty through to the very end. The only part that this really misses for me, as I mentioned earlier, is that moment when she makes a decision to to fully test Dax and accept her as part of their family it's
1: kind of wild to skip that isn't it wiped
0: away yeah
1: ran out of time
0: they ran out of time and you know the idea I feel that the show was trying to say is that Dax would have to beg and they didn't want to show that part of her character but that isn't necessarily how it would have had to have gone down either you know maybe she goes in and she's like this is I'm going to do it. I'm going to do what I got to do to marry Worf. Or did Cirella say, you know, we're going to change tradition. There's there's no way to know what happened there because the next scene she's saying, I can't get in the way of love. Um,
1: that didn't matter a few hours ago. And you're right. And it's, it's, Jadzia is happy to sacrifice for Worf until it becomes too inconvenient. And then it's just like, well, I guess it's not really worth doing all of this tradition stuff. And then when she makes the decision to make that sacrifice we don't we don't see it we don't see what that resolution is so Mm -hmm. i hadn't thought about that either but it's it's such a downfall of the episode to skip that like maybe like don't do the odo and kira stuff in this episode shunt all of that later and just give us a you would have taken two minutes to give us that that climax
0: something that just give some full weight to what the resolution looked like would have helped a little bit. I feel at the end, but they they're leaving that up to interpretation and maybe there's some stuff that gets clarified in different episodes, but by the end of the episode, she's obviously been accepted and she's part of the Klingon family. Now Um, I did. Sorella does have the mother-in-law vibe going on hardcore which triggers many, many of us in many, many films and TV and storylines throughout the centuries and in our own personal lives of having somebody come into your home or come into your life and have different expectations of what they want for you so that you're worthy of their child. And certainly there's parts of that that are annoying, but at the same time, I I don't mind it too much. I, maybe mm-hmm. because i don't really have a mother-in-law that does that
1: <laughs> I don't yeah know. maybe that's it i thought that would really like hit you just like fuck you i'm gonna be what i want and who i no. am and don't you try and oppress me um, no, I, I loved you're it. on and that I, side that's really it's interesting because i like
0: the klingon so much i love the yeah. idea that they have to have everything like that moment i loved when Worf says something about the Vahama candles that was so perfect <laughs> he says are those real candles and dax's response sarcastic is super sarcastic like yes i did i went to this planet and i killed these things and i came back and i rendered <laughs> the fat out of their shoulder just like i'm supposed to and yeah. then with these hands i put them together like that's super snarky what i was vibing with that and then as soon as sorella comes in she says and by the way don't even mind to don't even bother to replicate the candles if you can't make them the traditional way i thought that was a <laughs> that was clever and i really it back you know yeah i really enjoyed that because this character of sorella is the annoying traditional character but there's something to be respected about that person in our lives and maybe it's because i'm getting older i don't know but i think it's i think it's that the episode itself stand alone flesh that character out more mm. confidently for me
1: that's really interesting that's really cool i love that um i have one last really big positive i wanted to talk about and it's Man, Cisco gives Picard a run for his money when it comes to speeches. Like, Cisco comes in and just puts Jadzia back in her place, and just this booming, commanding voice of just you're not curzon sit the fuck down you cannot expect her to respect you as this cling as this person that had a great relationship with klingons negotiated the peace treaty between the humans and the klingons you're not that person she doesn't see you like that grow up and be jadzia this is the role that you have to play right now and you know it. i just love the way that he talks to her as this friend that he's had for 30 years or whatever and is shifting into more of a instead of her being his mentor, they're now like kind of on more of a level playing field, and he has some unique points of view to give to her. And then they just end up with a cuddle at the end where they're just <laughs> really grateful for each other. I it's my favorite scene of the entire episode. Avery yeah. Brooks is just oh chef's kiss. He's so good.
0: I got there watching the scene, but at first not knowing these characters, I was like, why mm-hmm. is this dude coming so hard at her? Like he it was
1: yeah out of context it could look like the man coming in and telling the woman how to behave totally a
0: hundred percent yeah
1: that's the concern yeah
0: that was another thing that was hard on this episode for me is you have two people that clearly need to take a big step back and think about what they want to do and you have everyone else that's invested in the ceremony and they want to go ahead and push for it because we're all here so why not you know and i am triggered from Mm -hmm. that because yeah he's saying a Cisco is saying very important points to her and calling her out on stuff that obviously needs to happen because it, he was right mm-hmm. um but pushing for marriage when two people are second guessing it
1: well but I don't think Cisco is it's because he does end it with like and you do love Wolf, right like it's it's what he knows so far is that she does love Worf, she does want to get married, but is now kind of wimping out when it gets a little bit hard and being a bit floaty. And he's like, I I think he's more like, if you don't want to do this, fine. But I feel like you want to do it, but you're bailing on it because it's too difficult. Like, that's a sucky reason to jump out if it's just because it's too hard. Like, you want it, but eh, I'm just not going to put the effort in. And I think that's the bit that he's trying to get to. And with Dax in particular, I think you... You almost have to put their gender to one side because Cisco has known Dax as a man for thirty years and as a woman for about five. So Cisco kind of really boldly speaks to Dax irrespective of whatever they look like in front of him. That it's makes such inter it's so in- the trill are so interesting for me. Yeah. Anything else before we we've covered a lot of sins, but before we um... get into some specific sins.
0: I I think I had a question. I just want to make sure: is the kid the kid that was writing the book? Mm. We've seen him in other places, right? Like he
1: in other DS nine episodes. Yeah, he's Captain Cisco's son.
0: He's the son. Okay, and we watched the episode where his dad keeps dying and coming back as he <sighs> oh, ages. No,
1: yeah, we watched the Visitor. Yes, we
0: watched that one and that's it i was like yes. i recognize this kid no, Where di- do I, I
1: forgot we watched that episode yeah so cisco gets like trapped in a warp core and keeps jumping forward through um jake's timeline so jake is the one that's getting older and cisco eventually sees jake as an old man um and then it, it resets for no apparent reason the visitor <laughs> is such a Good i episode. didn't remember
0: how it ended but i was like yeah. where have i seen because i recognize cisco and mm-hmm. i recognized is that that's his son but like in yeah. the show this episode specifically it wasn't like oh hello cisco's son so i couldn't of really course, remember yeah but he's the one who's aspiring to be an author and i think mm-hmm. in the visitor he actually did become an yes, author he
1: did okay but his dad's death shook him so much that he never he didn't write more than one like kind of collection of books and he's kind of almost quote-unquote wasted his life trying to rescue his dad who keeps reappearing every 14 years or whatever yeah yeah
0: and people weren't necessarily even seeing that it was happening so they're thinking nobody would believe him yeah Yeah. um another thing to mention i think before we go to the sins would be i really loved wharf and martoc Martok, whatever um singing yeah that was
1: really cool i thought you'd like that i really enjoyed that yeah
0: the idea that the rest of like, even Alexander's loop. Don't know
1: the words. I don't know what to do here. Like... <laughs> so ah! <good>. Ah! <laughs> um. Okay, well, with that, I think it's time to head to... Is it engineering? Or is it ops? Do I have an engineering section on Deep Space Nine? I don't really see an engineering. Okay, well, it's time to head to engineering for some sins. Battle stations, everyone. Warning. Warp core collapse in ten seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV shows outs sin, even our beloved Star Trek. Go for it, Danae. Let rip.
0: Um, there are some fun ones to do in this. I didn't really have a ton mm-hmm. because most of mine were like character-related, and it's really yeah. hard to send character stuff, um, especially well, when you don't know the characters the very well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so the things that I was like really fixated on i've already mentioned which is i would definitely write some sins when people say things like i didn't want to get married well then don't just things like that Mm -hmm. would be very very easy on this one but um one that bothered me is during the bachelorette party when wormy girl is drumming Mm
1: -hmm. and instead
0: she's just sort of like
1: lightly tapping patting
0: like lightly tapping the little baby back or something it's just like a little pat 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 and the drums are just like this super intense vibe. So I would scrub that scene to see who else was playing drums. And if I didn't see me else playing drums, I would try to sin pretending like you're making a difference in the drumming scene. Because whatever she was doing was, like, she had to be drunk, right? Very drunk. Or oh, for high.
1: sure. Yeah, she seemed pretty drunk. And to face up to Sorella that much, I imagine she was pretty wasted.
0: Yeah. I like, mean- don't let wasted people <laughs> drum during the drumming sequence. My that's the sin,
1: sin that's that's the sin don't put drums near children or drunk people <laughs> or fires really or and fires, there was that too especially fires mm-hmm. especially like they look like pretty important drums my sin for that moment is how irresponsible it is that like you've got kira who is second in command um Janzia, who is a, se- a senior officer odo who is the head of security who let m-
0: two of his security people just go party chill out
1: and have fun um, there are so many people that are hung over now and that have missed work on a station in the middle of a war. So <laughs> well, irresponsible. And Nog's an ensign. Nog is brand new. Set an example.
0: Further take Book seen, some time off. The moment when they're, they realize it's 10.30 in the morning and they've been talking all night long, Um, Smiley smiley Lady and Odo. Yeah. And what sort of system doesn't have anyone that's on your shift
1: yeah. contact Buzzing you. you.
0: Hey, is everything okay?
1: Yeah. Are you in a cupboard somewhere with did, a changeling? Did,
0: did you fall in the sonic shower and bump your head? Where <laughs> uh-huh. are you? Something, there's yeah. gotta be like,
1: I- <laughs> Yes, yeah, you would think. Some alarm you important, though. right? Yes, you're second in command of the entire station. Um, linked to that kind of, um, is can they all really afford to take this time off? <laughs> like for the captain, the captain of Deep Space Nine, who's just recaptured Deep Space Nine, Eh, we're gonna chill out for four days. Like, this was time sensitive. And now we're just gonna do a four day Klingon Bachelor Party. The new Martok, the new head of the 7th Battalion or whatever it is, Chief Engineer O'Brien, who is the only reason Deep Space Nine is held together, and Bashir is the chief medical officer. <laughs> like, we're just gonna chill out for four days.
0: Great. Yeah, that's true. It's and really I- jarring this episode is super happy everyone's smiling everyone's happy like you mentioned the one the smiley lady that she's not normally smiley just watch this episode when cisco gets on to the bridge whatever you want to call it command central she's basically a tooth whitening commercial she's just like ah like she's and i'm like wow, this is a really happy character so i'm surprised that so maybe maybe the sin this episode is that she's so smiley
1: It is a little jarring, but it was also kind of relieving because we'd had like six episodes of the Cardassians in charge of Deep Space Nine. So imagine you had six episodes of the Romulans in charge of the Enterprise D. And then in episode seven, they recapture the Enterprise and you've got all of your crew back there. She's kind of sharing our relief to have our crew back on board where we want them to be.
0: I guess the direction for her the actor in this moment would just be like you're really happy yeah. Why so how We're weird for all. me to watch this one and, and think this is part of her character trait and then i'm yeah. also watching wormy girl and her character mm-hmm. traits and i'm this
1: is yeah it's gonna, it's neither of them are acting how they usually act they're both very very different it's fascinating i blame twitter um my next one is it's kind of just that it's all very cliche like, we have the stereotypical one person is really into weddings, one isn't. Yes, it's gender swapped, and Worf is the one that's dreaming about the princess wedding and whatever, fine. But the calling off the wedding at the last second is very cliche. The disapproving mother in law is very cliche. The combating different cultures is very cliche. Like, if it wasn't for the humor of the side quest, it would be a very different episode. And just like the bachelor party that goes wrong as well. The, in this yeah. case, a uh, bachelorette party. I It's just trope after trope after trope. And I'm like, nah, Star Trek, you're better than that.
0: The parts that... I don't really mind, like I said earlier, some of the cliches. They're a cliche for a reason. They're expected because they're really common, like the mother-in-law stuff. The part that really bothered me is how they seem to just, specifically with Wormy Girl, just take her excitement for being part of Worf's family and then just instantly change it as if she didn't know. She's been practicing for the arrival of the Sorella person and yet she reacts to her as if she's surprised that she's there and has to mm. do anything at all. And that to me is just that wishy-washiness. That was the worst part.
1: Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. She just seemed to
0: s- s- flip back and forth really fast on her ideas mm-hmm. of tradition.
1: Like super duper confident. And then as soon as it gets difficult, this is dumb. This is a dumb well, tradition.
0: Even the beginning of it, she's walking down with Smiley Lady and Smiley Lady's like, oh, there's really a lot going on with the tradition. And and Dax says, yeah, he's really, tradition's really important to Worf. In fact, he gets mm-hmm. emotional about it and he gets misty eyed. She said it almost like it was a joke. Like, yeah, kind ha, of patronizing. like patronizing. Yeah, I didn't like that.
1: Mm-hmm. but
0: what she's saying is that she knows that tradition is important to him and that's why she's going through all of this. And then the rest of the episode is about her fighting against tradition and just felt really, really conflicted for me. And that's the cliche stuff. That's the stuff that they just instantly flip around in the pan a little bit too much. Like you got to let that shit sit there and brown, okay? Brown Do food it. tastes uh-huh. good. If you don't know about it, watch Worst Cooks in America. It'll teach you.
1: <laughs> brown food is tasty. Um, my last big one was... Um, It's more of a generic thing, because there's not a lot of specifics to sin really. It's a generic thing of what's the message of the episode? What what's the theme here? What's the the oomph that you're trying to get to? Is it respecting different cultures? Is it marriage sucks? Is it sacrifice? I, I feel like if you had that big headline at the top of the episode, what are we trying to say? Other than we want like the goal of the episode is Worf and Jadzia are married and we want to get there in an interesting way. What's the theme that's the headline of the episode? And mm. I just I'm missing that. I don't know what it is. Oh, if it if it is literally just marriage is sacrifice, then I don't like it.
0: Yeah, you're right. I think it's supposed to be you can't keep love apart. I think that's what it's supposed to be. I hate that even more. <laughs> because that's what Cerella says at the end, you know, it's the yeah. joining of two people love and Love will can't conquer all, I guess, is
1: the message. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think that's what it's supposed to be, despite being mismatched. Like, I literally have a note in here when Montauk goes to see Worf and tell Worf, you've made a mistake. And Worf says, mm. probably. Um, and Worf says, Trill and Klingon together, five marriages. She's mocks me. I take things seriously. She doesn't. And he gives all of these ways that they're really mismatched. And he says, we are mismatched. Mm-hmm. And I just wrote in all caps, this is a terrible idea for marriage. <laughs> terrible idea. When you have nothing in common, except mm-hmm. for that you are great in bed together, it doesn't work out.
1: <laughs> like, the opposites attract thing doesn't hold as much weight as we think it does. Just like, be fuck everywhere. buddies. It's everywhere. Right?
0: Like, yeah. Leave war for some other person that comes along mm-hmm. who really likes the same shit and wants to go... You know,
1: let him have his on, bride.
0: Murder angry kittens on a planet. I don't know what does.
1: The kittens have to be angry though. That's the crucial thing.
0: Well, that's why they have to go to the specific planet where the atmosphere is a little wonky.
1: Oh, that sounds like a lower decks episode now.
0: Well, I would write really well for lower decks.
1: You really would. He
0: says she's nothing like the woman I would marry. Why are you marrying? Oh, sorry, I'm
1: I'm over it. But I get. But maybe like sometimes that can surprise you. Sometimes it's unexpected, but. I would love to. Hey, look! I would love to put science into marriage, and just like, sorry, you don't meet the criteria. We're not getting married. But again, right? that's probably why I am not married. <laughs>
0: <laughs> High standards. Awkward. I think right. I, I. don't know. This one. This one was
1: weird. Sorry. Any final sins, and then final thoughts.
0: Mm, Unless you could have a bucket
1: s- load more sins.
0: No, I really don't. I think that um, I would do a fun one when Montauk is talking to Wharf at the very beginning b- before. Ma- yeah Montauk talk when he was telling Worf that Cirilla didn't like him yeah the start of that scene is Montauk kind of sitting in the corner and he's sort of like relax and lounging and he has I think like a tricorder in his hand or something but it looks like a cell phone and it was like every scene of life
1: now where you're trying to have a
0: heartfelt conversation and then the other person's dicking around their Uh smartphone so i think it'd be fun to just have a silly sin about that could
1: you drop the dumb app for one second and talk to (laughs) me just be present get off tiktok
0: god damn it
1: yeah just for five seconds damn it martok (laughs) of klingon talk kling
0: hey martok that's the klingon version of tiktok it's martok that's his podcast too
1: it is amazing martok on tiktok we need to. I'm going to delete that from the pod. We need to start that channel right now.
0: Okay, do it.
1: <laughs> just, just quotes of Martok.
0: Here's a. Here's another sin. Before we go, I'll I'll just say this line. Give me something fun to look at for the rest of
1: the evening. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that one. That one was tough. That now that's meant Ding. to be like liberating and like, hey, it's not just the guys that can fuck around; it's the women too. But it's a little bit inappropriate, perhaps. Completely. Yeah. She's a,
0: is she? Is she like an officer?
1: she's an officer and she, he is that, also an officer
0: just sexual assault thing like whatever whatever you want to call it
1: yeah, yeah ding. fair enough um right okay so overall that went exactly as i expected it to but for the wrong reasons i thought you would hate sorella and love jadzia you ended up loving Sorella and hating <laughs> jadzia and i get why um it's uh, it's not an episode i love i have some fun with it in particular the 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 klingon bachelor party is the most fun did that put you off of ever revisiting deep space nine or did it do the job of giving you any more insight into Worf, which was kind of the goal as well
0: it made me feel sorry for Worf. Mm-hmm. um he could have done better and um i say that as <laughs> a uh, off as, so many people as his I mother-in-law yes. i say that you know uh-huh. as his as his Klingon. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh no I, it did have Worf in it but i felt like this was a dax episode i think you're right um, yeah With a sprinkling of Worf, Mm -hmm. I loved the Worf stuff, though. And I would watch Deep Space Nine again, absolutely, because I really love Star Trek Universe. And I want to say just strongly, I am just watched this episode. (laughs) I'm having strong feelings about this episode. But it doesn't mean that that would change over time after watching these characters, because the chat is very strongly opinionated that Dax, Wormy, is a character that I would normally enjoy. And maybe if I would have watched Deep Space Nine a little bit differently, like you said, Ian, I would have a different approach. So I think it'd be fun to revisit this one like again at some point, maybe not watch the episode again, but just to talk about if my feelings on Dax change if we do revisit Deep Space Nine. Mm,
1: interesting. But I
0: love Worf. I didn't get enough of Worf, but it was a fun insight into his culture. And I think it was a good episode to pick overall. And I say to you, people who did the Discord and Twitter poll, if your intention was to piss me off, you did good. <laughs> well Nailed done. it. Nailed I it. mean,
1: if I had to pick one character you were most <laughs> like in Star Trek or that you would most relate to, it would either be Janeway or Dax. Dax would be a close second. <laughs> Not, I don't want based, to use Dax. not based on this episode though um yeah really really interesting that's what happens when you let the public decide i'm not mad about it we did get some more klingon culture we know what klingon weddings look like um wharf in deep space nine is firm he's so good he is so established i love him we have a choice for next week do you No, i'm really really torn we can do another wedding episode but one where <laughs> no. i would argue it's done right nope no, definitely not. We're not ready for a wedding episode. No. Okay, the other option is we spend an episode aboard a Klingon ship with Riker. Or the other option is we get a bit more depth into Worf and Jadzia's um, relationship. And it's no
0: fuck these no, <laughs> fuck her. No,
1: it was the second place option um, in in the poll.
0: <laughs> like, I need a minute. I need a palate cleanser before jumping directly into her and I do want to say when I said I was pissed off earlier I mean like I'm pissed because like I just feel like this person's fucking with my wharf I don't like it okay. so I'm going to need to see something where they have a good relationship but I'm not ready for that yet because okay. I want to okay. be okay. mad That's for good a little to know. while good to yeah. know. Stay I like mad. to sit in my anger it fuels me it gives me power I'm a Sith
1: essentially mm-hmm. okay
0: a cleverly so- disguised Sith mm-hmm. I think
1: mm-hmm Mm -hmm. So we could do another Wharf TNG episode just as a palette cleanser. Um we could do a Miles episode. Do you want to do an O'Brien episode from TNG? Or it focuses on him? Let's do Star Wars.
0: (sighs) (laughs) Just I'm just really angry about this episode. I, I need I need a I need a minute, you know? Oh, we could watch like my little pony or something. Know just like really go outside of the universe.
1: Do you want to do a Ferengi episode?
0: I don't know what I want. I think what I want is to let the people decide again.
1: <laughs> oh no, okay. But Deep Space Nine has been ruled out of the question. Why? Because Jad Z is in every episode, basically. She is, yeah, pretty much.
0: God damn it,
1: but <laughs> well, you're gonna love her.
0: Uh, do we do a lower decks? Like, is there something about um. Is there something about the Klingons on, on Lower Decks?
1: Yeah, there's Wedge dooge which is a really great episode. I think it's Wedge dooge
0: Here's what I know, Ian. When you mm-hmm. make your choice, it will be the wrong one. And oh, I, I am so sorry.
1: Because the one I'm leaning towards <laughs> is the one you said you really don't want to watch, which is another wedding episode from TNG. But it, it's, it has a lot of data and it has a lot of miles.
0: Is it about love? Like, it's another love episode. I just...
1: Not fuck really. Lo- you know,
0: fuck love, fuck marriage. I don't. I'm, I don't. I don't want to okay, do it. We're not anymore. doing that next
1: week. Like... We're not doing that. Okay. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to pick one. We'll figure it out. I'll let you know on Twitter. <laughs> um, <laughs> could be wedge douche. Who who knows? It could be. It could be Riker on a Klingon ship. Wedge kind of do douche. That yeah, that's the Loverdex episode.
0: Sounds like a cheese douche. Like a, amazing. Like a small like a, pun- like a little pungent
1: smell. A pungent is- douche. Everyone wants day as day. I just make you sit in the pain of weddings. You just have to do it.
0: I'm saying that the audience likes to hear me in pain. So I will go along with where <laughs> you take the ship, Captain Whittington. Yes.
1: We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Fuck it. Data's day. She ain't going to quit at this point. And you know what, guys? If she does quit, that leaves the slot open for one of you people to join me. So <laughs> we're going to do data's day. For the podcast listener, the chat is just insane right now everyone is so happy let's and by
0: everyone he means the people in the chat not the person on the show actually yeah. i'm fine i'm excited about it
1: it's a great episode it's been on the it's been in my i've been noodling it for months and months and months so let's do it next week everyone your assignment is to watch data's day and to join us friday 12 30 ct on youtube live and twitch until then, I'm Ian, and my deterioration is proceeding at pace.
0: Oh, that was your quote? It was! I wasn't uh, changing it either, it's perfect. Okay, well, I had two options. Do you want to take one of mine? No, I'm happy with mine. <laughs> okay, well, I've got to go because I spilled superheated hydraulic fluid on the floor, and it smells like burning dog hair.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Live long in pots, but fuck weddings. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captain's pod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Hi. Hi! Hi. Oh.
0: Why is it so loud? Why is everything so loud? My gosh.
1: Is it your ears?
0: Is it your ears?
1: No, because I don't think everything's too loud. Is it my is voice? It your ears? Give me my voice. It's
0: your ears
1: oh my god oh my gosh becky i was just watching um some you want to dribble that all the way down your face
0: why don't you stop judging me for my choices
1: oh you chose to do it i thought it was an accident you chose to just pour tea on your chin
0: i chose a very complicated jug with which to drink my tea (laughs) that was the choice that i made
1: how many holes does it have one it's not that complicated is it just use that hole I was watching a YouTube short thing. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. Do you want me to listen to you after that?
1: Yeah. Oh. You gonna? Yeah, I guess. And I started watching some rock climbing video.
0: Uh-huh. Go wow. on.
1: You're dribbling that as well. Mm-hmm. Quite Fuck impressive you. being able to dribble, Chip.
0: I wonder if people will eventually contact us about the annoying outtakes. Like, hey, guys, I can endure your bullshit for so long, but... Denae eating chips in my ears. Really <laughs> too annoying.
1: Far. Yeah, and Ian's choice to leave it in the outtakes is equally annoying. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right. Like ultimately, the blame is on you, the mm-hmm. editor.
1: Yeah, I didn't have to put it in there, but I want—I don't want to suffer alone, to be honest.
0: Do you think what's worse, listening to someone chew, or listening to someone chew
1: something that's actually soft? Chew something. Oh no, that's worse. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> worse. That was immediately worse. <laughs> I hate it.
0: My brother joined me on the radio. One morning, and we were in between breaks, and he's sitting beside me. He's got the headphones on. He's got his own professional microphone. And he goes, hey, Janae, do you want to know what a banana sounds like? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, (laughs) it's real quietly into the microphone. (laughs) I thought it was the funniest shit. I laughed so hard.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you would.
0: You can hear so much with a professional microphone, you know.
1: This is the sound of one hand clapping.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Let me just say, for those of you who listen to that audio, I can confirm because it was on video, that was one hand clapping itself.
1: (laughs) And we're done. That is the sound of two hands clapping, but individually. Can you imagine how weird that would be if everyone suddenly started clapping like that? Instead of putting your hands together, it's just two hands clapping individually? Yay! Looks like you're more excited. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Yeah. This is an audio podcast, and that sound <laughs> sounds like something else, too.
1: No, it does not. And I think we should stop. How fast are you doing it if it sounds like that?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have a joke. Oh,
0: no. Okay.
1: What's the difference between a good joke and a bad joke timing?
0: Okay, that's pretty good
1: <laughs> that's pretty good not as good as iris's jokes yeah iris's jokes are like the non-jokes it's like <sighs> knock knock who's there it crossed the road
0: it crossed the road who
1: you don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was even a little bit slightly funny Hers yeah are like, no, it was Hers like
1: just not yeah knock. Knock.
0: knock knock who's there sock muffin
1: <laughs> sock muffin who
0: pooped on me <laughs> yeah,
1: <huh? laughs>
0: so iris had her first performance last night
1: uh, was it of that joke
0: <laughs> yeah yeah she did her first comedy stand-up at the age of <laughs> <Yeah>. six <laughs> in, in the moving up slash graduation ceremony at her school yes that's that, that's when she decided to uh take over and no one her asked for it
1: jokes. just yeah no this is now the iris talent show <laughs> What's interesting about that is that Jesse Eisenberg, has, who sadly passed away, that's the, so the, the smaller Ferengi, he is Quark's nephew. I'm just going to quickly do a retake because I'm pretty sure I said Jesse Eisenberg instead of Aaron Eisenberg.
0: Okay, go for it.
1: So, Nog, played by Jesse Eisenberg.
0: Mm-mm. No, I did it again! Oh, mother front door! Damn it. <laughs> oh... Mm-hmm link says where was worf's wife in picard this is a great question and one that i meant to ask on the show because i did have this thought while watching and i totally forgot about it
1: i love it because if you have a look at the comments after this that i starred there's one or two um she dies
0: the worm didn't get out did
1: it the, the worm does get out dax lives on but jadzia doesn't um spoiler so it was just, it was really like the timing was so great because Link was like, well, why wasn't she in Picard? And it's just like, oh no, we didn't realize that he doesn't know. <laughs> and I didn't I mean, realize I didn't that you wouldn't know. Yeah, of course not.
0: So she dies quickly.
1: Not quickly. It takes, oh, um, it it's uh...
0: a... <laughs> I wasn't talking about her actual death. <laughs> right, sorry. Death yeah, Ian, I was...
1: my bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's in a little while. Yeah, I think it's at the end of this season she dies.
0: Well, good. <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ that will be your most unpopular take of the career of this podcast
0: great josh zero says today i'm kind of uncomfortable here my mother's nickname for me when i was a toddler was wormy i'm sorry josh i i definitely
1: just hearing that throughout the episode
0: lean in a little bit to the nicknames sometimes confidently to be a little bit snarky of course I never mean for it to make anybody uncomfortable but this one is extra interesting because it's a actual nickname of yours
1: i must have felt very odd very just triggering. constantly
0: hearing that this entire mm-hmm. episode sorry about that uh, nick says ian ruined lower decks for that twitch guy that they guessed it now he's ruined deep space nine for <laughs> dene ian can't be allowed to pick episodes anymore oh, he didn't he didn't he put it on the list but he didn't actually pick you it you guys
1: picked it ian ruining star trek since 2023 <laughs>
0: That an action figure of Lursa back when I was a kid. Had to hide it from my mom because of her boob windows.
1: Yeah. Shall I find a picture of Lursa and Beethoven?
0: If there's boob windows involved, I'm definitely interested. Yeah. Just a reminder, this is an R-rated show. Yeah, it is. And we're about to be like getting oh in goodness. trouble on Twitch, maybe? No. Don't. As long as we're not in trouble on Twitch.
1: What's amazing is that I keep downloading these images into Aaron's downloads. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, "What? Why is this in my downloads?" they're the boob windows
0: it's interesting my face and my eyes did not go to the boobs mm-hmm. my eyes go to the domes
1: mm-hmm. well that's just another word for boobs i think you're being
0: no i'm not talking <laughs> about the globes <laughs> I'm talking about the, the head, dome. The head, head dome. dome yeah i can yeah. see how that's confusing now
1: <laughs> Slam says, my mum is asking me when did you buy that figure i don't remember that and i'm like duh i hit it <laughs> it's good logic i love that
0: question which actor or actress do you think has had the biggest impact on the franchise
1: i I think it's got to be either leonard nimoy or michael dawn because michael dawn like we said as wolf has created the klingons basically and what we were not created them but he embodies them leonard nimoy just kept coming back he did define the vulcans and did pretty much create them um yeah it's got to be one of those two people i think they're the most iconic ones Patrick Stewart's going to be up there though. But I I just, I love how like interactive Leonard Nimoy and um, like uh, Michael Dorn are with the, just embracing that they are Star Trek as well.
0: My answer is Lucille Ball because I learned recently that her contract, I think it was Lucille Ball, right?
1: Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Her contract to the um, movie people to continue Mm -hmm. to make content included that they continue to produce star trek Mm -hmm. because she was such a huge fan so if she hadn't done that it was going to be canceled
1: so i guess you're right actually even though i don't was she ever in star trek nope no that's a really great great answer like not in star trek but actually saved it i love that answer
0: Sarah wants to know where the fucking trivia question is although did not include the word fucking i added that for emphasis jcd's not here
1: jcd did send me the trivia question though
0: well are you gonna do it
1: yeah, I'll do it now. I forgot. Okay. Give you a question. What was the first episode where the Klingons appeared?
0: Uh, Josh is saying trouble with tribbles. Nick is saying tribbles. I'm going to mm-hmm. say tribbles.
1: Interesting. Interesting.
0: But Flyboy says errand of mercy.
1: Mm-hmm, interesting.
0: Slab says broken bow.
1: It's not. Fr- okay, right, you dick. technically technically (laughs) right no no no, i want to go back to slab's answer because he's being he's being very clever and i love it of
0: course he is because guys slab is fucking amazing
1: yeah he's one of the cleverest people you'll meet broken bow chronologically is the first appearance of the klingons yes in terms of the timeline yes it is the first so well done points to slab
0: okay slab wins Woo!
1: Errand of Mercy is the first appearance. The Klingons were created by screenwriter Gene L. Coon and first appeared in a Star Trek episode, Errand of Mercy.
0: Hey, well done, Flyboy65C. Congratulations.
1: It is also, I think, the first appearance of Kor, who appears later in Deep Space Nine as well. (coughs) Balls.
0: Oh, my God.